0: This is the update episode. So today I'm just gonna break down for you some of the things that I've been doing to sell my books and other authors' books and how it's going so far. What is author marketing mastery through optimization, you ask? And I'm gonna tell you. It's the best way for us authors to make a living selling our books. Are you tired of hearing gurus tell you your book is only good enough to be a lead magnet for services? Are you tired of feeling like you have to be a slave to social media and then frustrated when the time you spend doesn't actually help you sell books? I was too, until I found Ammo. Ammo is the only program that reliably produces results, and it works for anyone. Is it hard work? You bet. Do you have to overcome some of your own prejudices to make ammo work for you? Absolutely. But rather than being another program that Rah Rah Shish boss tries to get you emotionally excited only to offer unclear methods, ammo shows you how to design profitable ads step by step through a unique, highly tested and targeted formula. The founder, Steve Piper, is a data-loving, formula-driven author who escaped the kingdom of Amazon to build a platform for himself, where he sold directly to his readers and built a loyal following and millions of copies sold. With Ammo, you know who's reading your books, how to contact them, and what they wanna read next. If you've always been frustrated with Amazon's wall of mystery of not knowing who's reading your books and losing 50 to 70% of your hard-earned money, that you're making through sales, AMO solves all of those problems by putting you in the driver's seat and showing you how to fulfill your books directly to your readership. Click the link in the show notes to learn more. You just heard an episode featuring David and Lydia Scherer. Uh, They are the dynamic duo that I attended Cincinnati Comic Expo with. I learned so much about selling books from them, and I hope you loved that episode. I've already gotten some great feedback from listeners that it's been helpful and instructive. Always a pleasure. So following Cincinnati Comic Expo, and I talked about it in that episode, I signed up to go to Des Moines to be part of a book fair. Uh, mentioned earlier, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, that that particular book fair was what you'd call a flop. In fact, as I was editing the episode with David and Lydia, I was really thinking about the event in Des Moines because I sold more books than anybody else there by a wide margin, same way that David and Lydia did it, just get in people's face and talk to them about the book. And the thing is... I wanna stop here briefly. For those of you who are afraid to be outgoing about selling your books, I wanna ask you the question, would you rather sell books or not sell books? And then if you are being too assertive and getting in people's face too much, do you think that they would buy your book? So that is really the big question for me is, ask for the sale, let them know you have the book, As they're passing by, if they glance your way, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, do you read mysteries? Because I write boozy adventures with a splash of dark humor and a side of magical mayhem. Yep, that's right. That is the pitch. If you were listening from the episode of David and Lydia, that's the one I'm going with. And it really was effective at the Des Moines event. Also, coming up, I will be this week on the 30th of November doing a craft fair. So it's my first craft fair. Uh, I looked up online and just kind of pulled up a list. I registered for one. It's a one-night event from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. My hope is... That I'm going to sell a lot of books and that I'm going to blow the book fair out of the water because I think I may be the only author there. I had a brief conversation early on with the organizer of the fair and it sounds like it could be a really good fit for me. So I'll definitely update you on that. But the other area I want to stop at here is to let you know, now that I have the information I need to do this, the only thing that I can do to get better at it is to keep doing it. So there was a little bit of fear signing up for the craft fair because I thought, how do I know if it's any good? You know, it's at a it's at a high school. Uh, it is a five to nine on a Thursday. It's a weekday. And so there were some things where I thought maybe this isn't perfect, but there was an opening for a table. And it said that they'd had several hundred guests anticipated and that they'd had several hundred guests in years prior. So I figure, shoot, to drive about an hour into town, set up my books, pay $45 for a booth, All I've got to do is sell five books, just five books. And I will cover the cost of going and printing the books. Why not? That could be three readers, depending on how they buy those five books, or it could be five readers and maybe I'll sell 50 books. You just don't know. Chances are pretty good. I'm not going to sell 50 if there's only a couple hundred people. But we'll see, and that's what I would encourage you to do as well. If you're an author listening, you want to know some ways to in-person market and build some relationships. Sign up for events. Try to do the math. Try to figure out for yourself: is there really a chance that I can at least make up the cost of doing this? And then you start to learn. You put it on a spreadsheet later. Which, by the way, let's go ahead and say that too. Make your spreadsheets, folks, make your spreadsheets and track everything you're doing. The more data you pull or data, if you prefer to say it that way, the more informed your decisions are going to be going forward because you're always going to have the blindness of the first time you attend event, but you're also going to start to be able to track what sort of events work well, and it'll make you a better selector for future events. And that's kind of what I'm relying on. On that note, I am signed up for the Tulsa Con in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's kind of the furthest one. Well, it is, not kind of, it is the furthest one I will have done myself. Cincinnati was further in distance, but I wasn't selling my own books. I was learning. Tulsa is about an eight hour drive for me. I paid $150 for a booth. All signs point toward it being a fairly risky for a number of reasons. One, I have to go out by myself uh it's a long drive so even the number of books I'll have to sell to cover wear and tear on the car gasoline all of those kind of things i'm going to need to move some books but it is a comic expo as a as opposed to like a book fair um or even uh um a craft show something like that so you should get more types of readers who are interested in the things that i'm selling right now and hey we'll see what happens i'm also going to be kind of daisy chaining my experience so when i go to tulsa that's going to be february third, then I'm going to be stopping at bookstores along the way. And that's one of the other things I'll update you a little bit about later, but let's put a pin in it for now. Um, So I'll be stopping at bookstores to build relationships with bookstore owners um, and hopefully selling some books along the way. Maybe that can defray some of the cost. I've also been thinking about how difficult it will be to book a night in an Airbnb if I can find an Airbnb that's kind of close, then I can actually sell dinner tickets to people to come and I can have dinner in and have a conversation about how to sell in market. So I can build that side of my business as well and get people maybe in person to come in Tulsa and talk with somebody who has a top 1% podcast right now, learn how I'm doing the things and maybe that defrays some of the cost uh, of of being in Tulsa. Otherwise, I'm gonna sleep in my van, folks. And that's just the truth. I'm in a position in my life right now where my books don't make me enough money that I can splurge on hotels. I don't have any uh, friends immediately in Tulsa that I can stay with. And I think also... I really would like to build the networking component of this with other authors and people who are doing what I'm doing. So if I can find people who are interested in having kind of a a mastermind dinner, um, then maybe I get four or five people in the Tulsa area or nearby to join me at an Airbnb. We have dinner, we talk, we have some drinks and have a great grand old time just brainstorming how to sell more books. I think there's a need for that. Uh, the in-person element will work pretty well and I could get a whole Airbnb paid for plus some. So this is me just really live and in-person spitballing with you, even though by the time you listen to this, it won't be live and in-person. You get the point. Um So I'll be doing that in Tulsa. And that is that that cost me $150 for the ticket. It's going to cost me eight hours worth of gas there, eight hours worth of gas back and all of the supplies that I'm going to bring with me. I'm going to need to sell a good number of books. If it's a flop, that's okay. I can handle a few flops. And the way that I justify that is that I'm already spending money experimenting on advertising online. And every single day of November and December has been tough. And I think that's because the big companies are out there right now spending a lot of ad dollars. And so ads that were performing and selling for me are not performing and selling for me right now. Um, I want to be, uh, what what's the word, diversified? But I want to be diversified on just one thing. So I don't, I don't want to diversify what I'm selling necessarily so much as I want to be diversified in how I'm selling that one thing. So I'm all in on the Luke and Time Mysteries. Hope you like that poster. It goes with me to conventions. And you can't see it if you're only listening to the podcast. But I do post these on uh, YouTube as often as possible. Cat has zoomies. All right. Next thing that I want to talk about is the bookstore element. So you've been hearing an ad the past few weeks. I've talked about this. It's called the Self-Published Author Cooperative. It's going well. I sell a package of books into a bookstore just like the publishers do, just like the wholesalers do. So Ingram has a relationship with roughly every bookstore in the United States. That is how most bookstores order some or all of their books. And so I I, I behave a lot like Ingram. I go in, I give the bookstore a 50-50 split, I curate the authors, and then I send books into the bookstores. I'm not going to go into the full details here, but I have to have relationships with authors to do that. And I need to make phone calls into bookstores in order to build those relationships to sell the book package. So what I'll be doing is I drive down to Toll is I'll have a map of bookstores that are within an acceptable radius of my uh, interstate driving. I'll pull off the highway. I'll stop in at the bookstores. I'll have basically the whole day of Friday to do that. So Friday, I'll be driving out. I'll stop at bookstores along the way from Oakland, Nebraska, all the way to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, That'll be on February 3rd. Following up on calls that I've made on people that have seemed interested. Maybe they've already even bought the books, but I'm stopping in to kind of strengthen that relationship. Ask them what they're thinking of it. Get some pictures posted on social media. So really packing a lot into what I'm doing. Uh, If you've heard my conversation, and it was a wonderful conversation with Heather Kent. uh, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting your full name, Heather, but... uh, dang it. Um, And then obviously with uh, David and Lydia Scherer, um, one of the concerns about doing conventions and different in-person book events is making sense of the costs to go. Cat really has the zoomies. I'm thinking that I can defray, that's the word of the day, defray, the cost of travel somewhat By selling my book package along the way. Uh, Right now, I'm doing all the legwork for the other authors in the package. So there's a handful of different self-published authors who I sell into bookstores through the self-published author cooperative. But also, my book is one of the books. So every time I sign a contract, I make $30. It's not huge, but $30 and my books are in that bookstore. So now I have in-person advertising. People see the cover. They start to build that recognition these are readers. Maybe they don't buy my book, but just seeing it, putting it inside someone's brain does things that none of us can completely understand. So I want to be everywhere. I want to be saturated in every market in every way I can. I want you to see me if you're on Facebook. I want you to see me if you go into your bookstore. I want you to see me at your craft fairs. I want you to see me at your comic cons. I want you to be like, my gosh, that Jody guy is everywhere. And if you're an author and you are doing everything that you know how to, to get in front of the most possible people. This is one possible path you can take. I've never claimed with TRBM that I have the answer. I have said a lot of times that I uh, want to display an answer and hopefully. That's happening for you right now that you're getting ideas about things you want to do. I just heard from one of my listeners, Craig Crawford. uh, Thanks for listening, Craig, that he signed up for several different conventions uh, and he's a horror writer. So he's really focusing on those kind of horror events. That is super exciting to know that the podcast is helping him kind of build out his ideas. Calling all self-published authors. If you live in the United States, and you've always wanted to see your books in bookstores, this may be the most important ad you'll hear in 2023. Listen carefully. No matter where you are in your publishing journey, it's not too early to position yourself to pursue brick-and-mortar bookstore distribution. But if you're a self-published author, you've probably heard, getting your books in stores is next to impossible. That's no longer the case. For just $5, you'll receive a lifetime membership to the Self-Published Author Co-op. When you join, you'll have access to a members-only community with a detailed roadmap on how to get your books ready for bookstore distribution. Joining our community does not guarantee bookstore distribution as there's a limited availability each month to be a featured author. And that's why the cost of a lifetime membership is less than a cup of coffee. Whether you're just about to publish your first book or you're selling thousands of copies a month, if you don't have your books in bookstores, the self-published author co-op is the easiest, most efficient way to get national distribution of your books. Click the link in the show notes to join now. Of course, my roving co-host, Rich Hosek, so it's long overdue that he's been on the show again. But he's the one who actually booked the table in Des Moines. He wasn't able to go because of some family conflicts, so I showed up and did the whole whole event. But uh, other people are doing this as well. And I'd love to hear from you. Are you going to conventions? If you... Are going to conventions, I would absolutely love to know which ones you think are worthwhile because that could save me a ton of research and just going out there blindly. Uh, if you think that there is a craft show that you know of that would be perfect, I don't care at this point where it is in the United States. I can't guarantee I'm going to make every one, but if you were to tell me right now that, oh, this is going to be a perfect place to sell a lot of books and you're going to have a lot of readers who are interested in what you're doing. I'm going to make efforts to get as many places as I can. I'm going to travel heavily in the year of 2024. I'm going to be in as many places as I possibly can while still investing in my children, loving my wife, having a good family life. Um, And so I think that that's a perfect place to end this conversation. Many of you know that I am a big fan of my morning dog walks. I have a routine that I absolutely adore and It pays dividends in so many ways. Uh, Oftentimes, I'm listening to a podcast, something that will inspire me, something that will teach me, something that will open my eyes to things that I would otherwise not be exposed to. Sometimes I just walk and listen to the sound of the morning uh, and whatever it is, it's always very instructive. It helps me to be a better person. Um, And these dog walks are the places where I'm coming up with these ideas uh, and building this experience. One of the things that I just recently discovered for myself, and this is still in development, because I don't know exactly how it's going to settle out and how it's going to build into my life. But I realized... Sometimes there are elements, you know, I'm a fan of Grant Cardone, I would imagine. He is a fantastic billionaire uh, with ambition like crazy. And that speaks to me because I am deeply ambitious. I want to succeed in ways that are shocking and surprising. Um, But sometimes when he talks about that very top tier of the 18-hour relentless workday, 18 hours, seven days a week, never takes vacation. If you're gonna travel, you're going there for a business meeting, you're never, ever going to sit on the beach and just soak in the sun and the sound of the water and the feeling of the breeze. I have to accept that for me, one of the things that makes life worthwhile is sitting on the beach in the sun feeling the breeze, hearing the waves, smelling the salt, if you're at the ocean, which I love, uh, or just, you know, algae and and life, what's happening at a lake in the middle of Nebraska, that's so deeply nourishing to me. There's probably uh, an argument to be made that at times in my life, I have uh, leaned too heavily into relaxation to the point where I get bored. And Yeah, I guess that's life. Sometimes you work aimlessly and you get tired and burnt out. Sometimes you relax aimlessly and you get tired and burnt out. But I really do love that. I want that to be part of my life. I want to have those times of just nothing's going. And that might mean that I'm not going to be the billionaire author. Like I said, I don't know how it settles out because when I say that, I feel let down in myself. But I do know that I like to relax. However that fits in, uh, I would encourage you to explore yourself, your own desires, what you want, what you need, and really have a good sense of where you're going in 2024. We're getting really close now to that old New Year's resolution point, which is a good moment to reflect and decide how's this next year going to be? What's going to change? What's going to be different? Am I going to lose weight? Am I going to write more books? Am I going to spend more money on advertising? Am I going to post more on social media? What are the choices? Am I going to travel to conventions? Am I going to go to book fairs or craft fairs? What am I going to do to further my author career? Those are the questions right now. And so hopefully this update episode has been worthwhile and useful to you. Uh, As always, Really, really grateful that you are tuning in. More and more listeners every single week. Uh, I almost want to put a flex on and just show you the growth that I've experienced over the past couple of weeks because it's like a it's like a hockey stick right now. We're seeing some some big growth, and I am grateful to you for joining in. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking it out. I have a huge backlist of of 200 plus episodes now that you can hopefully learn something from because I am here to teach while failing forward. That could be like the tagline of the podcast or something. I don't think I'm going to do taglines. I'm not a big fan. That's why it's called TRBM. I could definitely do more to brand this show as like a reader show. I had somebody recently tell me that I need to rename the show because TRBM is not specific. I used to be the reluctant book marketer, but I realized I actually wanted to step back from like that specific branding because maybe in the future, this podcast is a place where people come for reasons that I don't know yet, but I like TRBM. I like the light bulb. I like the brand. I like what I'm doing. I hope you do too. Thanks so much. And we'll be back to our normal schedule, which means you'll have another episode kind of like this on Monday, followed by an interview on Wednesday. So I want to get back on schedule. (laughs)